0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a correlative process for BYU football. Do more NFL draft picks directly correlate with success for the Cougars on the field?
1: Is the QB position Zach Wilson's to lose? And which group is most ready for the season? OC Jeff Grimes weighs in.
0: 4th and 19 like you've never heard before. And which loss not named Utah would you most like avenged this year by BYU football? Let's
2: go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, April 23rd. Wherever and however you're connected, always nice to have you with the i Spencer Linton teamed up with the man whose family takes a backseat to Marvel movie premieres, Jerem Jordan. What?
1: I haven't uh, finished watching all of them. What is it, Tuesday? Okay. I have Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and, of course, Avengers Infinity War to finish.
0: You have some work to do in the next uh, 48 hours. But
1: luckily, we're being preempted by uh, commencement Thursday, so I have Thursday morning to watch one of them if I would like.
0: This is a first for BYU Sports Nation, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think we've uh, just had a show canceled outside of a holiday and we don't take all holidays off, some holidays uh,
0: for a good cause. Something else. I mean graduation.
1: I, listen, listen, I'm I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited to sleep in like 30 more minutes or whatever
0: and then watch Marvel. It depends
1: movies. on my 9-month old. Sure,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, we'll do our best to uh, fit everything in despite being shortened by one show this week, including today's lineup. BYU Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes. What's his running back depth like with the insurgents of Emmanuel Asupa from uh, Rice, the transfer, and just the overall status of the group? The demons of 4th and 19 discussed with Johnny Linehan okay. and other members of BYU Broadcasting. And Kerry Roberts of BYU Women's Golf. Teamwork with Tony Finau, who is back in town. From Rose Park to Provo, what's he doing after the Masters? We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Sione Takitaki currently ranks 98th overall and 6th among inside linebackers on Mel Kuyper's final top 300 big board for this week's NFL draft. Others include Corbin Kafusi, who ranks 292nd overall and 23rd among defensive ends. Cougars also included in this list. Tanner Mangum as the 25th best quarterback, Squally Canada as the 54th best running back, and Braden Albacri as the number 11 fullback.
1: The women's track and field team climbed nine spots in the USTF season's A rankings to number 11, its highest in-season rankings since 09. How about that? The men's team fell one spot to number six nationally. The Cougars host the Robinson Invitational Thursday through Saturday at Brigham.
0: BYU Men's volleyball ends the regular season ranked 11th in the ABCA poll. The team ended the season 13 and 12 overall losing to Pepperdine in the MPSF semifinals.
1: Yeah, this post like conference tournaments, NCAA tournament, NCAA the tournament on tap next week, uh one more poll will come yeah, out. One more poll after the NCAA championships. Uh this would be the lowest since 96 BYU's been ranked.
0: And what do you call that poll? Is it the final season poll because it's this the is the pre
1: NCAA end- tournament this poll. This
0: is the end of the, Okay, the pre-NCAA tournament end of the regular post season. conference okay tournament? Post-conference pool? tournament pool? I don't know what
1: okay, go. <laughs> And golfers Rose Huang and Naomi Soifua were named All-West Coast Conference. Huang finished second at the WCC Championships last weekend, and Soifua took fifth. Tomorrow, the Cougars find out if they earned an at-large to the NCAA Championships. And as you mentioned, we'll talk to head coach Kerry Roberts coming up.
0: All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: We just gave you the latest on BYU's NFL draft hopefuls, according to ESPN and Mel Kuyper. Now, BYU has a long history of players in the National Football League. That said, multiple draft picks in the same season is a rhetoric that has become highly uncommon over the last 20 years. Got us thinking... How much do draft picks and on-field success directly correlate with each other? So, Jerem, let me ask you the question. Is there an immediate correlation between getting players drafted and success for BYU football?
1: I think so, but it's hard to know. Let's go to the 2012 BYU football team. That team was stacked with NFL players. Sure. In fact, I have 10 players on that <laughs> roster that played, have played or will play in an NFL game. Okay, or, sorry, have played or played in an NFL game. And the
0: Cougars went to the Ten. BCS that year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Eight and five. Okay, Granted, some of those guys were young. Warner, Hill, Kafusi, Williams, Van Noy, Sorensen, Ansa, Hadley, Fua, Lasike. All played in at least a game. Okay, So I'm not sure that there is. Um, that defense was legit. 2016, you had a nine-win team with a quarterback and a running back. Um, the battery, if you will, in football that were NFL guys. Obviously, more is a good thing. There's a correlation between having. I, I think if you're a day one or two draft pick, you are a guy that generally sticks in the league. Bronson Kafusi sure, sure. is the exception because of injuries a little bit, but generally, if you're a, a one, two, or th- or three round pick, you play and play a lot. It's the four, it's the four, five, six, seven guys that are kind of like iffy at times. Okay, so we hope that Sione Takitaki is the next version of this. But I think if you have more draft picks, certainly that means you have more individual skill. And we always talk about, hey, playmakers, big games, crucial moments, got to make a play. Like, those are the guys generally that are making a play, right?
0: Now, this is all cyclical, or you would think, right? Because, hey, if BYU has more players drafted into the NFL than it does more for the prestige of the program, and then maybe they get better draft picks in because of the likes of... I don't believe that's the case. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's very individual. It would seem like it should be cyclical. But it is not the case for BYU. I think it's
1: totally individual. It is not that way. Ziggy had nothing to do with BYU. It was all about Ziggy and his frame, right? Like, BYU's where he went and whatnot, and and certainly you get a look, perhaps, because of that. But it doesn't mean they're going to draft you because you're from BYU. There's no correlation, in my opinion. But
0: then there's this idea that, well, Ziggy Ansa made it work at BYU, so maybe other international players will naturally think, I'm going to go to BYU. It just doesn't work that way in this world anymore. It's a
1: crapshoot when it exactly. comes to those kind of players. There
0: are so many different ways to watch tapes and so many different opportunities for different recruiters to see that tape because of the World Wide Web. That did you just call it the World Wide that Web? That I did, my friend. <laughs> that yes. I it 94? Did. Exactly it is. Well, it feels like it's been that long since BYU has had a consistency of multiple draft picks each year. It's been a long time since BYU has been in that discussion.
1: Well, there BYU was better previous so too, is right? There,
0: is there a direct correlation I,
1: th- I think there is but it's hard to quantify in fact our stat of the day uh explores that exact idea it's the
2: byu sports nation stat of the day
1: for what it's worth two of the last five double digit win seasons for BYU featured multiple picks in the following nfl draft so you could argue that hey three of those five the majority did not so whatever
0: BYU's best football team in independence happened in 2011. They won 10 games.
1: Well, by wins, yes. I would argue that 2016 and 2014 and were perhaps the, the better teams.
0: Finished ranked, right? They in played a week's 2011, 2011. Yeah. because of a weaker schedule. Yeah. Well, 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 Jerem Jordan.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there pause. were there were enough tough games, right? Yeah. How long's the show today? It's still an hour. Okay. So
0: was. The team in 2011, the most talented? No, you, you think? No, no. I think 2014 and
1: 20, I think 2016 was the most talented team in Independence. It is really Nine hard England to pinpoint. Nine-win team against a crazy schedule.
0: It's really hard to pinpoint yep. that there is this immediate correlation that all oh, the best teams will automatically place the most well, players in the National Football Well,
1: league. here's the thing, too. You have to look at four or five years. You can't just look at the next year. Because you're only taking into account those that come out early, yeah. rare hair, or seniors.
0: Interesting stuff.
1: Bleacher Report produced an article discussing the college football teams with the, quote, best shot to go undefeated in 2019, mm-hmm. end quote. Two BYU opponents are on the list. San Diego State and Boise State. What? Okay. As the sixth and seventh most likely. Spencer, what's the toughest non-Power 5 game on the schedule?
0: I'm not going with San Diego State or Boise State. Jeremy. I'm going As with... tough as non-Power 5? As the toughest non-Power 5? No. What is it? One, because Boise State's in Provo. BYU plays Boise State differently in Provo. And Boise State is not going to be as good as they were last year. San Diego State is at the end of the season. Hard to know what they're going to be in the final game of the season. So for me, Jerem, I am going with the always tricky cross-country trip to South Florida and Tampa Bay. South Florida, not a good team. But this is a tricky situation for BYU because of when the game falls and because of the history that BYU has playing in Florida. They just don't play well in that state, typically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we were at the Miami Beach Bowl. We saw that game. Loss, UCF, loss. I threw a few after. Uh, It it hasn't
0: (laughs) been good. So it's not that South Florida is going to be the most talented team on BYU's schedule. But having to make that trip after a gauntlet through the first few weeks of the season—that was last year's nickname. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're still in yes. Avengers week. Yes.
1: US, yeah. USF was seven and six last year, but before that, ten and two and eleven and two. Okay. Charlie Strong, third year. They've been to a bowl game back to back years. No, that's going to be a tough game. I don't feel the same way. I think that it's it could be San Diego State because it's late. This is a seven and six team last year, but they had three 10 plus win seasons the year before. They returned a thousand yard rusher. Well. A nine hundred ninety nine yard rusher. In Juwan Washington. Uh old wax stomping grounds, right? I think that could be tough. I think Boise State will be tough. They lose Brett Rippin, right? It's in that's Provo tough.
0: too. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a quarterback that's not Brett Rippin starting in Provo.
1: Yeah, I I don't necessarily think that because it's in Provo that will I three point difference? Like how big a difference we feel? Like it, it is better than playing on the road, no doubt. You, you always never won in won.
0: Boise, they have two wins right. against Boise. But both a bunch in Provo. of those
1: games are close, right? Um Yeah, Utah State is the sneaky one in this. Okay, New head coach Gary Anderson. Obviously, Matt Wells leaves, takes his coordinator. So, new OC, Mike Sanford Jr. And then new DC, Justin Enna, the former Cougar. Okay, So, Utah State returns a lot of those weapons, but it's different coaches.
0: Utah State was my number two on this list of toughest G5 games.
1: Utah State was the team that surprised us the most last year. They had the most wins of any opponent that BYU played last year. Came into Provo and kicked BYU's butt. So, I... This game's in Logan, too. Sure. So so by the the same idea of, oh, going up there, it's tough, whatever. There are tough group of five teams on the schedule. We are not talking about this enough, in my opinion. We haven't even we mentioned have Toledo. Way too much into the first four and not enough on the next four.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, with San Diego State, at least BOE is probably going to have eight to 10,000 fans in Southern California. And that'll equal what the Aztecs bring into the stadium because will, they just don't it? draw. They don't draw. Will it? They don't draw. The Aztecs don't draw. Luckily, that stadium is fantastic. (laughs) Let's stay with BYU football and take Utah out of this next question because it would be the obvious answer. And we all want to win against the Utes in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. Yes, in one hundred twenty eight days, BYU will open the twenty nineteen college football season against their longtime rival Utah. And clearly the loss that BYU fans want avenged the most is Utah. Mm-hmm. But take the Utes out of it. After that, okay. after that, After that, Jerem, which of the following losses, not named Utah, would you most like avenge this year by BYU? Washington, Boise State, or Utah State? Boise State. Okay. Not Three. to be confused with Boise State. Yeah, exactly.
1: Get out of here. Gonzaga. <laughs> Gun- Gonzaga. It's Boise, people. 7-2 and two, uh, against uh, Boise State is against BYU. Okay. Three-game win streak for the Broncos. Always quality win if you beat them. Obviously, BYU had the win in hand. Zach Wilson had a freshman moment. Didn't throw the ball away or get rid of it, right? Uh Wilson's a former Boise State commit. This is a game that BYU needs to win. Regional rivalry. It's always on ESPN. You beat Boise State. That is a season-defining situation for a team, for BYU. You go, did you beat Utah? Did you beat Boise State? Did you beat Utah State? Those are questions we ask when we look back at the season. Beat and avenge the loss up there with a win by Zach Wilson. Late, dramatic. Keeps it but gets in or something, right? That'd be awesome.
0: Okay. I love the idea of disappointing fans on the opponent's home field. There is something about that. Winning a road game. We know that's that all dramatic, too well. Here. Rivals. Yes. No the question. Last two years. Because Boise State's in Provo, it just wouldn't feel as good if it were on the blue. However, there is one of happens? these opponents. There is one of these opponents on the road. And it would be extra savory to end BYU's current losing streak to the Utah State Aggies. Yes, BYU has lost the last two to Utah State and three of the last five. That's crazy.
1: Well, BYU's won four in seven games. They've stunk the last two. Utah State should have beat this BYU team, right? The BYU's has gone through a little thing the last two years.
0: So avenging the loss to Utah State in Pro Bowl last year. When it got out of hand, it was a blowout. Oh, yeah. Don't remind me. I am I reminding know what you, it is. I am reminding you because it will be extra savory if BYU and when BYU avenges this loss in Logan against the Aggies. That fan base currently has the mentality of, we're better than you. And the last three years, prove it. Or whatever.
1: Okay? Yeah. yeah.
0: That is. You got
1: the old wagon wheel which they can hitch to an actual wagon and use, unlike us.
0: I love beating Boise, but the fact that one would be in Logan and the other is not Pro, man, it would be extra sweet to beat Utah State in Logan this year and the losing streak yeah. to the Aggies. Let's go. And kind of turn the Gary page. Gary Anderson's back? Yes. Like, let's go. Beat a former Ute, beat a former uh, nemesis, right, who's back in charge B- there.
1: B- Rick's college player.
0: <laughs> You answer the question now. Which loss from last year, not named Utah, do you most want BYU to avenge this season? Washington, Utah State, or Boise? I mean, obviously, you can throw Utah in there if you want.
1: Well, no, we're taking it out.
0: I know, but some people will be like, no, no, no. Can't. Like, like you said, it's. It's, it,
1: it's so obvious that it's Utah. We want to know besides. Yes. Oh, Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
2: This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation.
0: At CL underscore living on Twitter answers, of those three, the answer is definitely Washington. And here's why. Boise State and Utah State are already fearing the day they will be avenged. And Washington needs to meet the real BYU football team.
1: Now that would be the biggest win on the schedule nationally, in my opinion. Beating Washington at home. To me, you could argue that's the best team on the schedule. We'll see how it all plays yeah, out. We'll but that's a really Washington good opponent is
0: when they come to Provo because that's Week Four,
1: and that's a scary situation, right? Four Power Fives, yes. the fourth yes. week, got to be ready. Coming up, the offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes tells us which position is the most ready out of spring ball.
0: Plus, what is the strongest position group on this current BYU football offense? This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Tomorrow night, the 20-20 BYU softball team hosts the Southern Utah Thunderbirds 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital.
0: We are live in Studio B. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only Jerem Jordan. And joining us now is the one and only BYU offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Coach, we know you're busy. We know you're recruiting. Great to have you with us on the show. Thanks for taking some time with us.
2: Hey, glad to be here, guys.
0: Let's start our conversation with uh, your running backs group right now coming out of spring football. How would you rate them and the depth as a whole?
2: Well, I would say the depth is certainly better than than it was, and we've spent a lot of time in, in developing the players we have and going out and trying to recruit and bring in some more guys. Um, what the quality is like is yet to be determined, I, I think, I think we'll know um, maybe by the end of September.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. That's certainly going to be a challenge and uh, some good defensive lines on the schedule. You added Emmanuel Isupa out of Rice, a grad transfer you just alluded to and mentioned trying to get more depth there. What does Emmanuel Isupa add to this group?
2: Well, he's a guy that is um is a very intriguing prospect, you know. He's he's not a young guy, but in some ways he's still a developing running back. Um, Coach Stewart recruited him to Rice as a guy who played very limited uh, I think he only played one year of, of running back in high school. I'd been a defensive end, had done some other things prior to that, and then um was kinda raw and, and young to the to the position um at rice began to to have some success and break into their lineup and then struggled with some injuries. So um, he's a guy that's got great size and good speed for a guy that's 230-plus. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table.
0: BYU Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes with us on BYU Sports Nation. I think everybody naturally is... Very concerned about the recovery process of your quarterback, Zach Wilson, after he emerged in those final seven games. And in his last start, goes 18 for 18. So what can you tell us about the status of Zach and his recovery after shoulder surgery?
2: Um, no one is more concerned than I am. I can promise you <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Certainly uh, so.
2: It's too, yeah, it's too early to say. I have every indication that, that there was... Um, that a successful surgery was done, a great doctor did it, and he's progressing um as he should through rehab but he's still he's still um i would say probably a month and a half or so maybe two months away from 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 doing. so um we'll have to we'll have to see uh, how he is as he gets a little further along, but we have every indication that he'll be that he'll be back and be fine.
1: In fall camp, how do you approach the quarterback situation, given that uh, it appeared that Jaron had a a good spring? And, of course, you have Joe Critchlow who's been here a couple years. Do you go in with Zach Wilson because he's been the starter as kind of the incumbent guy, and then if there's a challenger, he can meet him? How do you handle that in fall camp?
2: Yeah, I think when you've had a guy um, perform as Zach did uh, during games, then he certainly has the right to come in as the incumbent starter and, and Zach obviously proved that last year, although I'll say too, had a tremendous spring. And so um, we, we'd be crazy to not try to figure out how to play both of those guys. Um, but, you know, any position is one, uh, that you say you have to earn your job every year, and that's something that we've preached since we've been here, and so I think that's obviously still the case, and, and I think Zach knows that, but, but I certainly believe that, that he'll win the position, and I believe that, that we'll see Jaron play some, even while, even while Zach is healthy.
1: What do you envision that potentially being like? Is that uh, putting both on the field at the same time, or or specialty packages for Jaron, like you sampled with last year a little bit?
2: You know, I've been told in the past that I like to play my cards close to my vest.
1: Oh, it's just us; no one's listening, Jeff.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the answer. I'll say I'll say I'll say that about it. Like I said. Um, in regards to the quality of the running backs, we'll know by the end of September. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will.
0: If you had to pinpoint uh, your strongest offensive position group coming out of spring, uh, who are you giving the nod to on April twenty third?
2: Well, if I was if I was to base it strictly on what happened during spring ball, I'd give the nod to the receivers. I think those guys had a had a great spring. Fessy did a tremendous job coaching and developing them and, and not without Aleva being a part of the group who who's probably um uh one of our top overall playmakers from a year ago. Uh, but those guys were just unbelievably consistent, hard working and, and I was really pleased with the progress of the entire group. Um but then I'd say there were two other groups where we had significant players who didn't do a lot during the spring, tight ends being one of those positions where we have what I think is a really deep um, stable of talented players, but most of those guys get, didn't get to do anything during the spring. And then and then with with Zach and Jaron's emergence, um, I, w- I would say that the quarterback position is going to be really strong as well.
1: Those two tight ends are interesting, and this is a place where tight end has been a tremendous place. It reminds me of, and, and perhaps I'm going too far on this, but the 96 had Chad Lewis and Atula Mealy, two guys who ended up playing in the NFL. We'll see on these two guys, but Matt Bushman and Rona Lau Luputita are certainly uh, great options for you as the OC.
2: Yeah, those guys those guys both bring just an amazing skill set for, for guys their size. Um, just a, a really, really tough matchup, you know? Um, in a number of ways for our defense, and then you know we've got some other guys that that we feel like are going to be really good players there as well. So I, I'm excited about what that what that position can can bring to our offense.
0: Jeff Grimes, BYU football offensive coordinator on BYU Sports Nation. When you look at making changes to the schemes of your offense do you want to go faster? I mean, is there kind of something that's going to be drastically different from what we saw last year because of the emergence of Zach Wilson?
2: Well, I think you saw us play the latter half of the year a little bit closer to what this season would look like rather than the early part of the year. and That that being Zach's emergence and the skill set that we have on offense, and I think that I think that one of the best things we did when we came here as a staff was put together an offense that's versatile, one that can go fast, one that can go slow. And really, ideally, that's what I would like to do with the tempo is change the tempo on the defense. And at times, like we did last year, go super fast and then at other times go at a moderate pace. But, um, by and large, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to have a few more snaps than we had on last year's total.
1: Last time we chatted with you, or maybe it was the time before or before, I don't know, we had you on like three weeks in a row. It was awesome. Uh, I can't remember. You mentioned that you went to UC Davis. Now, that's Dan Hawkins. He's known for slinging it and uh, trying to you know, put up 50 a game and whatnot. And you mentioned y- you uh, want to not just hope that you score 50, but expect that you score 50. So what did you take from that trip to UC Davis that you hope to implement this season?
2: Uh you know it was just it, it's good to talk with other guys who do some things similar to you, and you know like there may may be one particular route that hey with on this when we do this, our number three receiver does this instead of that, and um, hey on this run um what what r p o do you like to pair with that and there were just a number of things that we talked about, and and um, some things that I got from them that that were things that we may tweak just a little bit in our offense. And but you know, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of a lot of our offensive coaches spend a lot of time talking with other guys, and we spend a lot of time watching watching film um, some some college teams, but a lot of NFL film as well. That's one thing that I think is really cool now is you see that. Um you know it used to be the trickle down theory in football, so what you saw in the n f l soon thereafter you would see in college and then in high school and now it seems like it 's kind of moving in the opposite direction and Here from the last couple of years you 've seen n f l teams with with uh college style quarterbacks do a few more of the things that that have happened in college, and so it's it 's been enjoyable to be able to watch a little bit more um uh, NFL film with, with things that are more similar to what we're doing.
0: BYU Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes with us. He's on the recruiting trail, and speaking of that, Coach, um, where do your adventures take you over uh, the next few weeks?
2: Um, I'll be in Vegas for a day, Seattle for a day, uh, the next couple of days, and then next week, uh, the next couple of weeks, I'll be in Arizona mainly. That That's my major recruiting area, so I'll spend I'll spend most of the next two weeks there and then just spot some different areas, finishing up some offensive players after that.
0: Well, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go out and recruit and recruit well. Um, we know how hard you work, and thankfully you've got uh, the Grimes boys in control back in Utah to uh, take care of any household projects.
2: <laughs> yeah. I hope that's that's correct.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Safe travels. We'll talk to you again soon.
2: All right. Take care, guys.
0: Jeff Grimes on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: Okay. Some notable things he mentioned. Uh, the the Jaron Hall had a tremendous spring. We'd be crazy to not try and figure out how to play both of those guys. This is what I was saying. Okay. Okay. He's such
0: an athlete that you've got to get him on the field somehow.
1: Really likes the tight ends. Um, talked about the latter half of the year, closer to what we're going to do this year, right? Obviously, versatile offense, tempo. We want to change it up, go super fast sometimes. So,
0: Okay. Okay. This all sounds really good, doesn't it's, it? It sounds great. It all sounds really good.
1: Okay, coming up, a deep dive into the, one of the worst plays in BYU sports
0: <laughs> Between the Lines gives 4th and 19 a 30-for-30 30 30 treatment. Uh, this is going to be epic. This is BYU Sports Nation. Unlike the play. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. If you missed the headlines, pay attention now, because we're going to do it again. Sione Takitaki is where we begin again. He ranks 98th overall, 6th among inside linebackers on Mel Kuyper's final top 300 big board, for this week's NFL Draft, Corbin Cafusi at number 292 overall, 23rd among defensive ends, according to the ESPN specialist. Other Cougars include Tanner Mangum as the 25th best quarterback, Squally Canada as the 54th best running back, and my sleeper, Braden L. Bakri as the 11th best fullback.
1: The women's track and field team climbed nine spots in the USTF-A rankings to number 11, its highest in- in-season rankings since 09. The men's team fell one spot to number six. Both teams in the top 11. Fantastic. So awesome. Cougars host the Robison Invitational Thursday through Saturday in Provo.
0: While uh, the number 11 is on the mind, BYU men's volleyball ends the post-conference tournament season and pre-NCAA tournament season. Okay, that was
1: really long.
0: <laughs> Got to figure that out. As the number 11 team in the AVCA poll. BYU finished the season 13 and 12 overall, losing to Pepperdine in the MPSF semifinals. And
1: golfers Rose Huang and Naomi Soifua were named to the All West Coast Conference team. Huang finished second at the West Coast Conference Championship last weekend, and Soifua took fifth. Tomorrow, the Cougars find out if they earned an at large. To the NCAA championships, we will chat with head coach Kerry Roberts in the next segment.
0: Jeremy, last Friday we discussed the most head scratching moment in BYU football history. Yeah, because, because it was April nineteenth yeah. of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, four nineteen nineteen. Yeah, understandably, one of the most infamous football plays in BYU football history, fourth and nineteen at Boise State, was discussed on that infamous day. You know what, Jerem? We're not going to back down anymore. We decided it was time to finally discuss it at length. What happened on 4th and 19th in Boise as we rewind to October 20th, 2016? A between the lines like you've never seen before. Here we go. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. You know, this is always one of the the tougher things to talk about when it's... Man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, Guys, I don't even know if I can talk
1: about this. This was the darkest day in BYU football history, no doubt.
0: It, It was horrible. I couldn't watch football. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. My kids were asking why I was sitting in a dark room. Every BYU fan
1: knows exactly where they were when it happened. They know what barbecue they were at, and what flavor
0: of jello they were eating.
3: Provo YSA 342nd Ward, I was eating pink jello
0: with whipped cream. Vineyard Grove Park 1st Ward, it uh, was green jello with carrots. It's, a, it's an acquired taste. Uh, BYU YSA 419th Ward, um, I was eating green jello. It's where I met my wife,
4: actually.
1: If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I don't think I'd believe it.
4: <sighs> I think it's time we talked about it talked about fourth and 19 all right so it's fourth down we're backed up close to the end goal of, I think about the five yard line I'm excited you know I'm going out regardless whatever happens I'm pretty excited get the signal from the sideline we're gonna run our fake
0: from the five that's the room that Johnny Linehan has to get it away to a Killian Butler Linehan And that's going nowhere! Oh my goodness!
1: I still can't believe
0: it. Did they really just do that? Did that... Did that play just happen?
4: Johnny. Why? I was pretty excited. Everyone knows me. Johnny Rugby. Gonna show who I am. Negative three yards
0: was the end result. Sorry, are you a running back? No, you're a punter. Punt the ball. He went literally from hero to negative three yards in one play. So after the game, when we
4: get on the plane, obviously specialists are at the back of the plane, all the important players in first class with the big seats, specialists go back to squeezing the middle seats, sometimes in the bathroom stall. Coach Sataki just grabs me, gives me a big hug, tells me shake it off. Coach Lamb tells me, hey, it's going to be all right. Actually, I don't think he told me that. I think I was telling myself that at the
0: time, just kind of self-reassurance. As bad as that was, and it was bad, Boise State got zero points as a result of 4th and 19. So why can't we focus on that? I kind of went through a whole
4: range of emotions. You know, Angry, sad, crying, laughing, not laughing. And it was really difficult for me. I saw the Instagram followers. I mean, they were never there, but they were dropping off. Twitter followers... They were kind of there. They were dropping off. I got to a
0: point where, following the game, I purchased three-day-old gas station sushi. That pretty much sums up the emotions of October 20th, 2016. I didn't mean for any of that
4: to happen. Like, I'm sorry. Hopefully you remember the good that Johnny Linehan did on the football field.
0: 1984 National Championship. Heisman Trophy winner. But what are we talking about? We're talking about 4th and 19. A play that gave the opponent ultimately zero points. This is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? Can I
2: leave yet? I shouldn't be angry. I should be thanking him. As producer of BYU Sports Nation, three years later,
0: it's still giving us content. So even though that, that fake punt didn't work at that
4: time and another one that I will not talk about... Like the one at LSU, just in case you're wondering. No, we won't go into that, but uh, that was my decision. Anyway, so a lot, of, a lot of people ask me, would I do it again? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it over and over and over again. I got on Center top 10. Not top 10, but top 10. Nevertheless, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again. Yeah, no doubt.
0: <sighs> I told you, between the lines, like never before. <laughs> he'd, he'd do it again? What? I think it he was would called do it in again. from the sideline. I, I think know. he would do it again and stay outside. That's what Kalani Satake and will say. He's, Break it outside, he's, Johnny. He's not getting I know he's 19 not, yards on that. No.
1: Plus, he's got he's to go like 26 yards, right? Because he's standing in the yes. back of the
0: end zone. Now, I know it's not going to go for a first down. But still, at least it wouldn't be negative three yards. Maybe There's he no gets back with to this. the line of scrimmage.
1: When it's fourth and 19, you don't run the punter. Out of the end zone. Oh, you just don't so do it. bad. Now, now, to Johnny's credit, this was called in from the sideline. So he was just obeying orders. I think that gets lost in the mix. And you're absolutely right. No points were scored on this. It's just the humiliation of why that even happened. <laughs> like, why did that ever, why was that ever a thought of, maybe this will work? Like, that's the part where it's like, really? interesting. Well, okay. and
0: Jerem, maybe this plays into the answer for our question of the day. Which loss from last year do you want BYU to avenge this season the most? Part of the Boise State.
1: Uh, yeah, no, bad I, w- luck. I, w- I want Boise State, but it's not because fourth and nineteen. It's because hey, let's beat those guys. Three three losses in a row.
0: Jay Brady underscore twenty two on Instagram says Boise State. He agrees with Jerem. That game will forever haunt me until we avenge it. Z Dub is going to make it happen. We know Z-dub. he wants that one. Z Dub. Okay. He wants to beat Boise there's State and there. Utah. All right, coming up. Yeah, b- beat them all. Coming up,
1: women's golf coach Carrie Roberts is in studio.
0: What's it like to hang out with? A guy who finishes in the top ten at the Masters on the reg, Tony Fino. We're going to discuss that next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: I imagine it's fun. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store,
0: the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, it's an Easter egg hunt Cougar Sports Edition. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and IGTV.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Which loss from last year, not named Utah, do you want most for BYU to avenge this season? Washington, Utah State, Boise State all fall into that category, and why? Sarah Thomas Bobo on Facebook. Washington, I mean, all of them is the best answer, but if it is just one, Washington is the best team out of those schools, and it would be a big win. And always Utah, she adds. Yeah,
1: I I think that beating Washington would be the answer to this. I just feel like Washington's really good, and it's the fourth Power 5 game in a row. I think BYU's going to be crispy by that point. Maybe a little banged up, hopefully not, right? But it's just what happens in that gauntlet is that in the fourth game, if it's a Power 5 team, that's a terrible spot for BYU to feel like they're going to be able to win that game. And that team's
0: good. No question, Washington would be the most meaningful and nationally prominent win. Totally. But because this is a personal question out to BYU Sports Nation fans, it's hard not for for, for the emotion involved. Well, I'm not a robot, so there you go. Not to get involved in this conversation somehow. Joining us now is the women's head coach of BYU Women's Golf, Carrie Roberts, back in Studio B, Coach. Carrie? Great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on a strong finish to your season with Thank your team.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: What do you do when uh, you try and ramp up your girls for the NCAA championships, whether it's a team or an individual because you've been in both scenarios, but what is the approach of, of the head coach as uh, you're talking one-on-one with these girls before they go and, and yeah. put it all on the line?
3: Yeah. Well, we really made a push at the end of the year. Um, it's always to win conference. And it's funny, I've had this letdown of energy. Like, I, I don't have any energy. and My husband's like, you always do this after conference. You know, he goes, not necessarily regional and national, but conference, you just have this letdown because you just give everything to getting them to fight, right, and be tough. That's kind of our number one thing is physically, if you're tough, your physical will come out. And that's kind of what we've been teaching, focusing on. And we, we killed it the last couple of events of, and almost took down, you know, 28 Pepperdine three shots it was kind of stings but that was kind of our focus is teaching each how to be tough and it's individual for each one
1: let's recap that so the last three years you won the west coast conference championships and you were charging on saturday for a fourth yeah um pepperdine pretty good this year that's kind of the rival right in the conference and you guys took second by three strokes almost got them
3: yeah so pepperdine they have three seniors um we have two freshmen and sophomore and it was like okay we're gonna go get them Right. And the first day we were down by eight, we made that up in nine holes. Like it was like we knew we had to have two strong rounds. So I was super proud of the girls. Just we played super tough. And then on the, we were down one to Pepperdine going into Saturday. We were tied at nine and it could go. I mean, we were just golfing our ball. Like it was, we looked good. Brian Santiago was there and he goes, This is our championship. Like we look way better than that team. He didn't know how high they were ranked. And he goes, you're kidding me. He goes, we were the better team, like, hands down. And it just came down to the wire. They had their senior, who's ranked 16th in the country, mm. went birdie, birdie, eagle. And when I saw her Ooh. eagle, I just like, oh, it was like a stab to the heart. Because I was like, unless she makes some mistakes coming in, that, was, that probably sealed it. And our freshmen, sophomores, we kind of made a couple bogeys at the end, didn't stick to the game plan, and there you go.
0: So with the youth of your team yeah. and uh, those, I mean, experience is outstanding, Huge, but yeah. there are growing pains for sure. Right? What What's it like for you to handle that emotionally as a coach, oh. as you're watching it unfold?
3: Yeah I, I was with I was with Naomi and just kind of it's a lot to handle. Like it just it stings, stings, stings. You know what I mean? Because you kind of know what you need to do and like, come on, just be tough. But that experience is just something that. It's, you can't teach. You just got to be in the moment and know how to do it.
1: So you're ranked about 78. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you're going to get into the NCAA championships as right. a team, but right. you have some individuals that have a shot.
3: Yeah, you guys know Rose, right? Yeah, we, of, yeah. we know yeah. Rose. I golfed with Rose. Who doesn't know Rose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's awesome. She's had an incredible career. She will for sure go. I mean, look at her charge the last day. She almost took her down, right, and won for a second year. Um, and then Naomi Soifu, our sophomore. Legit hits it 300 yards. Everyone, <laughs> everyone asks me how far does she, how far does she wow. hit it. I'm like she's legit 300. She's the Tony Finau. She's the Tony Finau. She crushes it. So um, she has a chance. We find out tomorrow. Three thirty golf. All right,
0: oh, fantastic stuff. Now I'm always intrigued by Rose Wong because yeah. she's got
3: the sweetest, highest little voice. Spencer, <laughs> yeah. yes,
0: but I love it. Yeah. But then she can destroy your soul on the, <laughs> the golf course. You know what? That is
3: the perfect way to describe her. She's so nice, and she gets under people's skin because she's like, "Thank you," you know. But then <laughs> she she literally they call her the giant killer because she just she doesn't break and she just takes them down because she she doesn't break. Right?
0: Have You ever seen the Lego movie? Yeah. Okay, there's a character, this unicorn rainbow character. I haven't like seen the, the second one, so don't yeah. give me the any plot one. away. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I haven't seen the second one either. But there's this uni- this rainbow unicorn character yeah. that lives in the cloud that's always happy. That reminds <laughs> me Rose. of Rose. <laughs> but then deep down
3: inside, she's kind of like Just, this, I'm going to I beat will you. crush you. Yeah. <laughs> it is so true. That is the perfect way to describe her.
1: All West Coast Conference, all four years for yeah. her, which is pretty notable.
3: Fre- uh, she was player of the year, freshman year. Um, she's just been awesome. I mean, I was thinking about her career and like when we needed a good round, I'm like, there's very few times she didn't come through. I mean, just a solid player.
1: A year ago, uh, in March, Tony Finau hung out with the team. Yeah. And uh, then he goes, uh, he had his master's last yeah. year with the ankle yeah. dislocation yeah. and the whole thing. Oops. And then he yeah. goes, he goes, uh, ties for fifth th- this last year, just uh, yeah. a couple week, a week uh, ago, right?
3: Unreal. He's just so talented, so athletic. You know, he's working with my cousin Boyd uh-huh. as his coach. And, I mean, the guy's just motivated, determined. It's awesome, right?
1: I think it's cool to see Soifua, who is Polynesian, yep. I assume. Yep. Polynesian golfers, we're yeah. seeing more of this, right? Yeah, so awesome. she's kind of taking that, that uh, charge there. That yeah, Tony's kind of, of credits
3: in. him, you know what I mean? To kind of, you know, motivating and, and putting that in that you can do it. Are,
1: oh, you, are yes. you seeing this more where, I mean, traditionally this was like, hey, white, rich people play yes. golf. Yeah, it's expanding, sure. right?
3: It's expanding. A lot of Asians, <laughs> right? It's rich. Um, but we actually have another poly come in 2021. And I've had, gosh, I've had two before. And, oh, I another one. This fall, actually, so That's the next awesome. couple of years, yeah, and and they're great. I mean, love them.
0: What's the best bit of advice Tony gave to your team?
3: You know, it's funny because I was at the golf. I wasn't there, my assistant coach. So, but he actually did talk about writing in a journal, things that you've learned, and and it was funny because kind of the things that he said, we were doing. Oh, and so it actually made the girls be like, oh.
1: We should listen to Carrie. We
3: should listen yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Oh, we, maybe we should do. what she's talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, all yeah, okay. Okay. they're this like, time. Dang it, dang it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess is... we will. What do
1: you think of uh, what Peter Quest and the men are doing, <laughs> by the way? Peter Peter's a future pro. This guy's Peter, amazing. Peter
3: needs to be recognized more. The guy's an animal. What, Five wins. Five wins. That's crazy, yeah, you guys. I know. In sub one 70 year. All three rounds. In one year. Last week. Uh, he needs to be recognized more. He's he's insanely good. Like, it's incredible. And you know, it's funny, me and Brian were talking about it. anytime you go to our facility out at Fox Hollow or Riverside, who's there? Pete. You know, the guy just loves his game. And it's funny. Funny story. Last year I asked him, Hey, Pete, what's the best part of your game? He laughed. He goes, huh. Everything, <laughs> right? And I was like, when "You're good, you're good." Boom! That's why you're awesome. When yeah, you're good, right there. I, I, love I, that, love that. I love that.
1: <laughs> I love that this school up in the mountains where you can't yep, off in the winter go. It has a ton of tradition yep. on the tour. Right? Yeah, Obviously, totally. the eighty-one title yep. was huge. BYU's first national championship. Yep. Obviously, you know, married in the summer – or you are yeah. a Summerhays. Yeah. Um, so much tradition. It's awesome. Yeah. Not it just a
0: Summerhays, the summer Haze. <laughs> yeah. The summer Haze, Yeah, right. Yeah. No,
3: there's a lot, a lot of good – I mean, yeah, Johnny, Mike, you know, there's there, – it goes back. I mean, just – we have a rich history. I mean, Mike Weir, right? He was the Masters champion. And, yeah, you don't realize just how good the golf is. And, it, and you know, the best part about it is you go to these California, Texas schools, and they just can't stand to lose to you, you know, winter school. But, yeah, the history is awesome, and it's just – Something I think the girls want to keep up.
0: What's the state of the program moving forward? As uh, love it. I'm excited,
3: very excited. Our last two tournaments, I mean, Texas, we beat number two, nineteen twenty twenty six, and beat them by sixteen twenty shots. Like it wasn't close. Like we turned it on at the end, you know, almost beat twenty. So I'm like, okay, there it is. You know, we do that all year. We're legit contenders.
1: Well, let's give you some karma for the uh, offseason, for continued we recruiting. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to seeing Rose's name and uh, hopefully Naomi yeah. tomorrow uh, individually for the yeah. NCAA championship. Thanks.
3: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Kerry. Okay.
1: okay, coming up, why men's volleyball is in unfamiliar territory.
0: And how do all of the former Cougar footballers stack up against the rest of the 2019 draft class? Find out next in The Whip as well. This is BYU Sports
2: Nation. Okay. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly-Ford. And the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968.
0: Shout out to today's guest, BYU football offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes and the head golf coach of the BYU women's team, Carrie Roberts.
1: Shows on demand via the podcast. No time for Dennis Pitta, by the way. Uh, but check out the podcast on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time
2: for the Cougar Around. Football.
1: ESPN's Mel Kuyper ranks linebacker Sione Takitaki as the 98th best player in the draft and 6th best inside linebacker in his final top 300 big board. Let's
0: go! Track and field! The women's track and field team climbed nine spots in the USTF ccca rankings to number 11. Highest ranking in season since 2009. The men's team drops one spot to number 6. BYU hosting the Robinson Invitational this Thursday through Saturday.
1: Volleyball. Men's volleyball is ranked number 11 in the penultimate ABCA poll. This, If this was the season finish, it would be the lowest finish since 96.
0: Golf. Golf stars Rose Huang and Naomi Fua of BYU Women's Golf were named the All-WCC team. Huang finished second at the West Coast Conference Championships last weekend. Fua took fifth. Huang expected to make it as an individual to the NCAA Championships. We'll see after that.
1: Baseball. Cougars are ranked in a few polls. 29th in the NCBWA poll in collegiate baseball. And then number 18 by Boyd's World. Whoa. Like Jimmy Eat World? The writers. Cougars
2: in the major league.
0: Taylor Cole pitched three innings of relief for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in a four to three loss to the New York Yankees in four, Yankees in fourteen innings yesterday. Cole struck out three, gave up one run. Today's rise and shoutouts. For me, Jeremy, I'm giving it to rising NBA star Donovan Mitchell. Aww. A picture surfaced with him in the Salt Lake City area just off of West Temple, where there was a pretty significant car accident, and it showed him out making sure that everybody was safe after that car accident. How many guys in the NBA, NBA all-star caliber players, for that matter, are out on a playoff game day making sure that uh, your citizens are okay? I mean, he's, he is the best dude. He yeah. really
1: is. Mine goes to Greg Oden, Ohio State. He tweeted that he finished his degree. Congratulations. Jim McMahon did this here, and good luck to all the BYU students trying to do that this week.
0: Nice job. Finish what you start. That's notable. That's great stuff. Our question of the day, which loss from last year do you want BYU to avenge most this season? Not named Utah. Washington, Utah State, or Boise State. Our elite voice today, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Broncos lover on Twitter says, I'd answer Utah State. Little brother is getting a bit too big for their britches, as they have owned BOE the past two times. It's time to put them in their place and reestablish the hierarchy as it should be.
1: Okay, then. Sorry to Dennis Pitter. Ran out of time. Conversation 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Keith Clearwater. We'll see you tomorrow for BOE Sports Nation, noon Eastern.